hearing something? Yeah, you're hearing the show, Big Joe. You're hearing the show, and we're on the air. Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is WMNF 88.5 Community Radio right here in Tampa, Florida. You're listening to Down and Dirty. My name is Mario Nunez. Today, sitting in for my co-host, John Dingfelder. You've heard him here before. You've heard him around town. He's my dear pal, my dear friend, Joe King Carter, but you also know him as Joe Howden. Joey, good morning. Good morning. How are you, Bumbo? Oh, man, I'm stunning. Thank you. You mentioned to me in the parking lot before we came into the studio today that this is your kind of weather. You care to elaborate? It's probably thousands of years of Irish genetics, I'm going to guess, uh, combined with a, a, a appropriate layer of fat over my entire body. Very appropriate. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is my weather. I wait all year to not uh, sweat as I uh, walk around Florida. So, Well, let me tell you that my, my, my lineage is a little further south, right? Probably a little closer to the equator. And uh, and, and I, I'll tell you that I, I hate that summer stuff too, man, because once... Once you turn on the sweat, uh, the sweat machine, that thing doesn't stop for six, eight months. Yes. And yes. we have so precious few days where we can wear uh, anything other than flip-flops and shorts that this, this will give us the opportunity to do that. And I know the girls, we can't forget the girls, y'all, because they love to wear their leather boots and they want to wear their boots and their turtlenecks. I'm just saying. It's funny to watch Floridians pull out their uh, heavy coat once a year and uh, brandish it around the... Uh, Around the social medium, yeah, I get it. This is this is the kind of, the time of year when when if you needed to to use a heating blanket, you'd pull it out. There you and go. remember, in the early days of, of Jealousy Windows, and we didn't have central air and heat. I know you were in Bradenton at the time. Uh-huh. That was the way you kind of kept warm during those cold and cool winter nights. Absolutely, right? heating we, blankets. Yeah, we received air conditioning. We we acquired air conditioning when I was thirteen. So we, grew, but you did live under a fan. There was always an oscillating fan in the room somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. And and the, and the homes back then were built with something called attic fans. Absolutely. And the attic fans had one place underneath it where the air was drawn up. And boy, you knew exactly where that spot was on the floor. And you had to dust all the shelves monthly. Every Well, that's when the dusters, yeah. that's right. And let me say, by the way, let me say it's a pleasure for me to be here. I want to also say a plug that this is, of course, the greatest little radio station on planet Earth. And I'm going to start right off and say to people, you know, if you're uh, giving presents this year and you're giving money this year and you're feeling uh, uh, generous, uh, you know, give us a little money. Come on, make some donations because... Uh, uh, you're probably spending fifty dollars on your workmate at work, and you don't even like him. So uh, you know, give us some money here, and I, I want to put that little plug in right up front. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Today's show is going to be a great deal of fun. We we figured we'd end the year <clears throat> maybe on a little lighter note. Uh, we want to be informational, certainly. We want to be educational, but we want to also be entertaining. And today we're we're soliciting for your phone calls. We're soliciting for your participation because today's show is all about New Year's resolutions. Those are the resolutions that we every time this year, we when it rolls around, we 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 resolve to to do different things, maybe things differently in our lives that will make next year a better year, right? So yes. and some of the common ones, you all know them. I mean, it's that's why we see so many gym membership advertisements this time of year. It's to, to lose a little weight. It's to get into shape, maybe eat better and just have a better healthful outlook on life. And there are other things too, maybe to be a little more financially responsible, to kind of tighten the belt a little bit. These are all the common ones. But we want to hear from you guys today and we want to make sure that you are included in the conversation. So let's go ahead and start loading the calls, load the line. The calling call-in number is 813-239-9663. You can always email us, dj at 
WMNF.org. And you can text us as well. We can take those texts, 813-433-0885. Joey, I, I, I know because we talked a little bit about it before the show that you wanted to give us a little background and a little history into how this whole phenomenon with the New Year's resolution got started. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, it's uh, interesting because... Uh, I'm sort of a lay resident historian in Ybor City, and I love history, and I have a degree in history. And so, I, you know, history is my thing. And it turns out that uh, New Year's resolutions have been with us almost from the beginning of civilization. And the first ones who engaged in this that we have a record of are the Babylonians. And this goes back 4,000 years. It's interesting. And they, uh, they had a New Year's resolution, a promise to the future. They would... Uh, decide to be a better servant of their gods. They would decide to be a better uh, participant in their society. But, you know, what's interesting about all this is how really uh, New Year's resolutions really bring us down to our concept of time. How do we see time? And, of course, uh, uh, our dear friend Albert Einstein said uh, time is relative. And so, you know, it turns out that time probably doesn't work exactly the way we perceive it, but... Our perceptual mechanism is uh, primates. We see time as one moment happening after the other in a kind of linear fashion. And it seems that we need, we have a sense of being able to designate time by dates. When you go back and look at the earliest civilizations and tribes, they become uh, very involved in phases of the moon, phases of the stars. Uh, they're looking at all these things. And all of that is happening because they are completely dependent upon agriculture. The planting season. Agriculture is very important to early societies. Now, for you and me today... Uh, it's Publix. Yeah, agriculture means going down to uh, Trader Joe's or Publix and buying our stuff. But that's not what it meant to early humans. They all were involved in the process. They all knew about the process. They all saw their food being grown at some distance from their hut or their house or their dwelling. And so... Food was everything. And so it turns out that the Babylonians saw the beginning of the new year not on what we call January 1st, but actually on the middle of March because that's the beginning of the planting season. Winter, the very extreme cold weather is now over through what we call January and February. The ground softens a little the bit. The ground softens and now you can begin planting. So March, the middle of March was their New Year's. And what's interesting is that uh, that uh, sort of flowed over to the early Romans. Of course, the Roman Empire being such an extensive empire, having such a huge impact on Europe, uh, the Roman Empire also chose March, and uh, they would uh, call, the Romans called this the uh, 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 March uh, uh, in honor of Janus, the god Janus, and uh, they also tied it to planting. And so uh, Janus, uh, J-A-N-U-S, not Janus, the woman. As, as in Janus Land, Not the woman who works. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. St. Pete. So uh, the god Janus was a two-faced god. One face looked back into the past, and the other face looked into the future. And so uh, the god Janus became uh, the protector of transitional Spaces. I find this interesting. Transitional spaces that move from one place to another. So, in but other words, define that for us. Well, that would be in a practical sense. Doorways, okay. Archways, thresholds, and uh, transitional space is kind of an interesting little topic in its own. But at any rate, the point is, th uh, this is what uh, their um, march was about. Their New Year's. But unfortunately, uh, what happened was, as you probably know, is that uh, Julius Caesar 
who was kind of the big guy of the Roman Empire. Was he ever? Was he ever, yeah. Uh, he was murdered by Brutus, assassinated on March 15th. The Ides of March. Yes, the Ides of March. And so this uh, sort of put a kind of a negative doom and gloom on the date. So the date kind of hobbled along as the beginning of the year with some uh, reservations for a long time. It sort of got marred by that. Uh, and so um, eventually uh, what happened was that uh, uh, Pope Gregory VIII uh, in uh, the 1500s came along with the Gregorian calendar, Pope Gregory, and he designated January 1st as finally the absolute, uh, the absolute uh, first of the year. If you're Pope. It makes sense. I mean, you can you can do things like that because sure. the Pope did wield a great deal of influence and power, and Absolutely. and so if you're if you're Pope Gregory, eh, it's, it's going to be the Gregorian yes. calendar. You're yeah. not going to name it after some other guy down the yeah. street. Uh, yeah, the Romans had also uh, after they gave us the calendar that we're accustomed to. We're accustomed presently. to today. Yeah, exactly. And that calendar has been altered over time in various ways. You've got leap year to involve yourself with they, as well. It's another complication. Yeah, yeah, they found out that they were making some mistakes here and there. In fact, the Romans, after Caesar was assassinated, eventually did adopt January 1st. But uh, they uh, kept moving that date around, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So it eventually was eight days off. They were actually calling January 8th and January 1st, and they realized they'd sort of messed all this up. And so it's really uh, Pope Gregory really wanted to set that record straight. And maybe that's where the Hoppin' John got its nickname from. Hoppin I don't know. Because the, the, the date, well, that's another reference that we're going we're yeah, to tell you a little bit more about in a, yeah. in a minute. Yeah. So but, here, but let me just say, here's, sure. a, here's the fascinating part. Now we have New Year's resolutions, and it's beginning to happen, and people are resolving to uh, be a better person and uh, do a variety of different things. But... Uh, what happens is that in the 17 and 1800s, it begins to become associated with religion because now ministers and priests decide that this is a great moment in time to bring your congregate around to the idea of being a better person. So you start to see published in books these sermons, and all of these sermons are about uh, New, Year's, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. You start to see this a lot. So that is sort of what starts to uh, enculturate it into the popular mind. And again, we need to consider the fact that just like here, we celebrate December 24th as Christmas Eve, December 25th as Christmas Day, and we always associate it with uh, St. Nick and and his red suit and the reindeer and cold and snow. And New Year's Eve is also part of that, you know, it's in that same vein. It's just a week later. So when we see the rockin' New Year's Eve shows from Times Square, because that's become Americana now, we look look forward to that in a lot of ways. Uh, We also see it as, you know, people bundled up and standing there in the shivering cold. But what about the people in the Southern Hemisphere? They're celebrating New Year's Eve in a whole different way, man. They're probably at the beach. Yes. They're probably at a luau. They're probably, you know, singing different songs than we're doing because they're in short pants and flip-flops. So, so that's... Yeah, this is why I have a problem with uh, Baby It's Cold Outside. Right? That Johnny Mercer they, wrote. That, that they song down has there? become associated with New Year's. And I'm, and I'm sure Johnny Mercer was a smart guy in understanding that if he ties it to a climate change, then uh, every year his song is going to be played. I get that. 
But the point is, uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside is a really clever song. It is of nice. Course, and it's wonderful. But now it's kind of associated with the season. I find that interesting. And so if you live in the uh, tropical climes, you know, there ought to be a song that's called uh, Baby, It's Humid Outside. Yeah, Baby, It Ain't Cold Outside. <laughs> so so let me <clears throat> let me ask you this, Joe. While we're waiting for those callers to load the lines, again, let me give you the number, 813-239-9663. Operators are standing by waiting to take your call. Joe, have you have you come up with any resolutions for yourself? Well, let me just say one other thing on that note of the parade of history of the resolution. Yeah, if we haven't brought it up today, well, please well, yeah, just put a that little cherry bit. on the Sunday. So what happens is we get to the 17 and 1800s and we see it becoming uh, kind of a religious thing. Mm-hmm. And then in the late 1800s or in the middle of the late 1800s, we start to see the satire of New Year's. In other words, we start to see now people saying, oh, it doesn't work and you don't really do it and it's false and so on and so forth. So you start to see now jokes about New Year's and... Uh, resolutions and uh, diets and uh, drink stopping drinking and whatever it is so uh it's very funny that it becomes this kind of humorous thing um, when it was quite serious in the early iterations of the new demarcation of yeah, the new year yeah and I'm the planning s- season absolutely and i'm going to say this right now that i think that uh, people make fun of new year's resolutions and uh, you should of course make resolutions to make changes in yourself at any time at any moment you want correct but um if you're going to use a date, and if that helps you with your commitment, then you know what? Why not? It's a positive note, and so I don't really have that problem when people tell me that they have a New Year's resolution, which, by the way, rarely people share anymore because we have satired it so much and made fun of it. But if you th- tell me that you you have a New Year's resolution, I'm going to support you and say, well, that's good, brother or sister. Do it. Let's make it happen. Um, so that's the way I see it. Speaking to the positivity that in which you live your life and you're le- always leaning forward, and those that are friends with you on, on social media, Facebook comes to mind. <clears throat> we know because we look forward to your daily affirmations, and they're good. <laughs> yeah, Joey, they're good. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like I needed to hear that today. You know, and you always seem to have your finger on the pulse. And the, well, thank you for that. But the the point, nonetheless, is that uh, um, neuro, the, the uh, information about neurology shows that if you're positive, you end up having a healthier uh, a healthier life. Uh, it's better for you to be positive, and uh, there's a lot of studies that support that. Well, I, I, you know, and I, I couldn't uh, agree with you more that it really doesn't matter. Uh, December 31st onto January 1st at midnight is, is just an arbitrary uh, point at which you can decide, okay, this, it's, you know, it's what we've been carrying with us for all these years. Yes. But I don't think that it, it really plays in the big picture because if you have some kind of a life altering event that happens to you, you have, an illness or an accident or something horrible befalls you and it just happens to be in midsummer or spring or fall, that may be the time when you have that come to Jesus, speaking about the religious terms and the ministers getting involved in all of this. Right. You know, you might have that come to Jesus and you might you might say, okay, uh, you know, I dodged a bullet there. I'm going to change. Well, yes. that's, that's a resolution. That is a resolution. It, it's just not a New Year's resolution per se. Yes. Yeah, and resolutions also mean in a sense that you must uh, confront and honor the demon. In other words, to have a resolution, you have to say, this, I got is, a problem. What, this is what I've been bad at. Right. Or this is, this is something I have not done as effectively as I would like to. Better said. And therefore, I would like to be better at it or I would like to do this. And um, 
this is the reason uh, uh, most twelve-step programs that deal with addiction deal with the first, the very first recognition is that I have a problem. So I think that it's very important. I think I think in a way, new, uh, resolutions, New Year's resolutions, could serve a value, but can be a valuable tool to someone who needs it. So we've got a caller. Thank you, caller, for being there. We're going to switch gears here real quick and hear from our callers. And again, if you're waiting, standing by, call in now. We've got six lines. We can load up to six, up to 12 lines. I don't know how many lines we have here, but we'll load them all. Caller, you're on the air. Tell us your name and what's your New Year's resolution? Hi, this is Annie Ellis. Well, hi, Annie Ellis. Good morning, Annie. (laughs) Good morning, guys. So so good to hear your voice. My baby girl, Annie. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> my babies right there. Thank you for I calling in. hearing your voices on there. And uh, I learned something I didn't know about the Pope changing it to January 1st. And that makes so much sense now because of the gardening aspect of it, you know? Yes. When you were talking about the Ides of March, I was going, oh, yeah, Ides of March. That's exactly when I tell people to start their trimming, not before. Because right. that's usually our last frost has happened. Right before that, and you're safe to be able to cut, you know? There you go. You know what? I was thinking of you when I was uh, uh, talking about that. I was thinking because agriculture, I was thinking, well, we're kind of stepping over onto the sustainable uh, living show a little (laughs) bit. Make that plug, Joey. Make that plug. Sustainable living uh, with Mondays at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. But, you know, you were talking about going to the- Mondays at 11. Of course, I grow food at my house, you know, in the city. And so many people I know that do. Uh, you know, but but you're right. The general public doesn't do that. But, you know, I'm still planting seeds here. Uh, I'm going to plant some more today, as a matter of fact. There's but something there's, funny. there's something, Annie, yeah. there's something very um, uh, connective to, to 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 Mother Earth. Right. When you when you get your hands in the soil, when you yeah. plant the seeds, when you see them germinate, when you see them break through the ground and ultimately have something that you can put on your table that will sustain you, right, and that will give you nourishment, that you do yeah. it all yourself. We, ta- we, we fancy it now as something unique and really, uh, wow, that's such a cool thing to do. But there was a time in our, um, in our history when that was important for you to yeah. survive. If you didn't grow, you didn't eat. You didn't eat, exactly. That's right, and we're not that far away cr- chronologically from that because my grandparents uh, grew their food. Uh, well, and, you know, the thing about it uh, a long time ago, before it was like probably great-great-grandparents, they grew all organically because there was no chemical fertilizer. Yes. And so after, what, it was in the 70s, or maybe the 60s, but they started, uh, you know, creating the GMO uh, grains to be able to, you know, they thought they were, they, and they were, they were feeding the world, that's what their attempt was. And right. it, but it required chemical fertilizers and chemical herbicides and chemical pesticides. All that stuff started happening then, so it almost feels like we're coming back. Coming back. Well, you know, yeah. Annie, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, you are, of course, a close friend of mine, and yeah. uh, w- you know uh, the show that you and Kenny do on Mondays is wonderful. But I'm gonna tell people in the audience who don't know this that Ke- uh, that you, Annie, are living your best life. And you are uh, an example to others and by growing your own food and doing all of the things you do. And I just want to say, you know, uh, bravo for that, because that's that takes a certain kind of character to do that. Well, you know, I really that's wonderful that you say that, because I think that that's the way to do it. If you do it yourself, you can say, if I can do it, you can do it. 
Right. You know what I mean? If, right. you, if I can do it, anybody can do it. You just have to make the effort and you have to educate yourself or ask someone else who is educated because certainly I don't mind giving information out all the time. Right. And Annie, you can... You can always go to the YouTubes because there's there's well, there's something for for everybody on the YouTubes. But I, I like well, I like to listen. Listen, I like to listen to the local people because the local yeah. people tend to have their finger directly on the pulse of the local climate, the local you know whether the, the climate is arid, whether it's humid, the water, everything that's important, the sun, everything that's important to growing. It, you know, you you really should seek out your local farms right, to right. get. To, Get down right. dirty. Get your Florida information. Right. Correct. Totally Correct. Different people that come down here from north are just perplexed, right. you know, because they can't grow anything in the summer. We don't grow things in the summer. We grow things in the winter. So Annie, That's when we grow. Annie, do you have a New Year's resolution? There you go. Yeah. Okay. And I, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. So I, I did want to say though that uh, those coats and sweaters and stuff. You know, I'm a real clothes horse. And so, like, any time, any single drop in the temperature, I'm breaking out all that stuff because I'm totally into that. It's funny. Right. I know. But I love it. You know? Yeah, of course. So, but, and you look and great, baby. Well, thanks. I get cold <laughs> easy, too, so there's that. Yeah. But one of the, the biggest thing that I'm, and I do repeat this, you know, these are the, the resolutions I find are just things that we need to re-remind ourselves of, stuff we know that we need to do. Right. And one of the things that uh, I'm really going to put in the forefront is touch things once as far as like when paper, you know, my mail comes to the mailbox, uh, I'm going to not bring it in and sit it down. I'm going to go straight to the, the recycle bin and throw the things in there that need to recycle, open the things that need to be attended to and deal with it then, which also brings it into everything is, uh, you know, in the present. So deal with what's in front of you and don't create more work for yourself by not dealing with it now. That's beautiful. And, and, that's, and that might just have to be an amendment to my resolution, which I'll disclose at the end of the show, <laughs> because I'm, I'm, I'm horrible at that. I tend to, I tend to be Pat Rackish. Is that right? Yeah. Pat Rackish? Rat Packish. Rat And yeah, that's what I meant to say. And I don't, and I don't thank you for correcting me, Annie. And I don't. I like I, it better the other way. Though. And I don't appreciate, yeah. And I don't appreciate that about myself. And that's something that I really need to work on. Listen, we're going to have to let you go. But Annie, we love you. And we love thank you, you so much for calling in today. Everybody listen to her on Mondays at 11 o'clock, Sustainable Living. She's got a great show. And Happy New Year. Thank you. You too. See y'all later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wasn't that great? Wasn't that great? Yeah, We've got nice. another caller who's been waiting to talk to us as well. Let's go to the caller presently and ask her to identify herself. I think it's a her because it says her name right here on this console. So call her, tell us your name, where you're calling from, and we'd love to hear your resolution. And I'll do it once again. Call her, tell us Hello? your name, where you're calling from, and tell us your resolution. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay, this is Marianne and Seminole. It didn't say my name, so I didn't know who you were asking. Hola, Marianne. How are you? Okay. I'm good. Thank you. And uh, enjoying your show. Um, thank you. I have, uh, can we, is it any question day? Well, it's kind of any question day, but what we're doing today is we're talking about uh, the end of the year and New Year's resolutions, the history of resolutions, what, what it means to us as a culture, as a society. And we're asking folks to call in and share their resolutions with us. Hopefully we'll learn something today. Oh, why? I don't have that kind of answer today, but um, I had a, a, a test on Thursday for, it was a contrast test with, with iodine. Okay. 
to look into a lesion in my uterus or something, to check something. And I was asked not to take my medication for 48 hours, uh, my metformin, which I'm, you know, my sugar is going up today already, and I have another day to go without the medication. I said, I wonder why that is. Marianne, I will tell you this, Mondays at 10, Mondays at 10, just before Annie at 11, Mondays at 10, we have a show here on WMNF that's a, that's a doctor show. And, oh, this and is not today? No, it's not today, my love. This is Friday, uh, the 10 a.m. Oh, show. Have, I've had so much going on, I'm very confused. That's okay, honey, that's okay. But listen, we wish you the very, very best. And in the new year, we hope that whatever is ailing you, whatever is troubling you presently, they can resolve it for yes. you because it sounds it sounds like it might be serious. But thank you for yeah, calling. I know. Uh, and uh, what uh, I was going to tell you, somebody mentioned gardening. My father, uh, I'm not so young, but my father... After his work, worked two acres of fruits and vegetables for us, and um, we—that's all we ate. Besides, you know, chickens and rabbits. <laughs> and, and and your father and your father was an industrious man who took care of his family yeah, beautifully. He had a, a full-time job, but he did that his all evening and weekends and fed us. So it was wonderful to see his garden and to be in there. So um, for resolution, I just hope not to. To slow down the my my the film in my mind. Okay, thank you, thank you so That's much, Marianne. Wonderful, Marianne. We, yes. we appreciate your call so very much. Happy so New much Year. For being there. Bye. Very nice. Thank Bye-bye you. Now. We love to take all callers, and even though that one was for for the Monday uh, show, we we you know we we love to hear from everybody. Oh, so absolutely! Thank you for calling us. Call us at eight one three two three nine nine six six three. We love it when you call because after all, this is a a full on participation show. So, Joey, we're going to wait until the end to do our our resolutions. I think we should. I think we we should we should take all callers presently. Works for me. And then we can sprinkle them in if we need to. Sure. But um, and you do have some, yes. You, uh, you came loaded for bear. Not uh, not a lot because yeah. uh, you know uh, perfection Libby, doesn't need to be. Well, resolved. that's part of my problem. Is it's, <laughs> I, it's difficult for me to resolve when yeah. I have no negatives. Come on, thank course. you, thank yeah, you, right. thank you. Yeah. Well, let's let's see who's on the line here. <laughs> let's see who's on the line here whilst we're talking. Um, it looks like Wendy is on the line. Wendy, is Wendy that true? Is on the line. There she I is. Hi, Wendy. You guys Hi, Wendy. Hi. So I, I listen. I love WMNF. I've been listening since I moved here in 1995. So you guys can't do much wrong in my eyes. There you go. So we don't have to resolve <laughs> that you need a new radio station. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, right. No, my New Year's resolution for the past, oh gosh, at least five years or more is the same. I never break it. And it's every day when I go out, whatever I do, if I go to the grocery store or if I, you know, whatever I do that day and I'm out in, in the world, I see someone that I've never seen before and I make a point to make eye contact, to smile, and if possible, if it, you know, say, you know, nice coat, nice jacket, just anything nice, just be nice. Just be kind every single day. That's, that's been my res. That's the only one I've never broken, and I keep it up, and I won't ever break it. Wendy, that so. that has become your personal tradition now, uh, and and what a, a a mantra, what a what a way to to exist, you know, on planet Earth because. Only good things, and you know, we're now now I sound like the Frasier Show. Only good things, <laughs> yeah. you know, only good things can come from that. But but I subscribe to that philosophy as well. I know my dear friend Joe does as well. I think if you are Absolutely. a vessel for for kindness and goodness, uh, all kindness and goodness 
tends to beget kindness and goodness. Yes. Can I get an amen? Exactly. I'll give you an amen. Amen. That, yeah. That's, Wendy, that. that's, that's, a, that's an, uh, a wonderful thing that you're doing. This, people need to do this more. Uh, I used to be uh, the art director for a large nonprofit that helped uh, adults with intellectual disabilities. And wow. uh, I, had, I, I developed art curriculum and taught art. And what I did was, because art doesn't have a yes or no or up or down, uh, you don't do it wrong, uh, I would say to these wonderful people that I worked with, my clients, uh, whenever they did anything, no matter what it was, I would say, that is awesome. That yeah. is amazing. How wonderful. And then what happened was I noticed that this began to bleed into my personal life as a habit. So now I would find myself at Publix and I would look at the cashier and her name would be, you know, Mary, let's say. And when I was completed our transaction, I would say, Mary, you are awesome. Thank you. And they always smile. They always smile. And what I find is that the world wears us down with the just the, the the ply of existence and what happens is we don't do enough of this for each other out in the world so no, we don't i think I mean, what a you're doing goes a huge distance particularly when someone who has no vested interest in the outcome who isn't going to make money off of you who isn't right. going yeah when that person looks you in the face and says hi i recognize you i'm i'm uh, uh, honoring you i see you that's a wonderful thing i think that's a great resolution and sometimes the, the universe puts the person in front of you that you need for just as an example, without mentioning anything. Well, I think that's the true. grocery store on Christmas, and there was a young man coming out of the grocery store. He used to work at a store. I've I've seen him around. We're not friends, really friends, right? But I just I I just, I in, you know looked at him and I said Merry Christmas, and I I said you know can I give you a hug? And he said yeah because I don't I'm not a huggy I'm not that girl right. Uh, <laughs> but I did that and. And he I almost brought him to tears. He said, you don't know how much that means to me. I lost my, my father last week. Wow. You don't know, <clears throat> Wendy, you, you don't know what people are experiencing in their personal lives. And that's probably the tip of the spear. That's probably why you want to lead with kindness, because you just don't know. Now, I'm not one that's going to sit here and tell you that I'm going to let you step on me too many times. I might give, oh, you, yeah. I might give you one pass because, you know, uh, you might not be a bad person, but you might be having a bad day. But I think right. I think overall in the big picture of things, again, kindness, if you lead with it, you know, generosity is another thing, appreciation and gratitude. You can't go wrong. We've got to take our next caller, Wendy. But thank you so much for calling and happy new year. You have a happy new year too. And happy we'll New Year. Talk another time for Thank you, sweetie. Thank you. Call us anytime. Thank you. You betcha. Bye bye. So nice. That was so nice. We're getting a lot of callers today. Very good. Yes. We thought this topic might resonate with our audience, and it sure is. It sure appears to be. Caller, you're on the air? Oh, gosh. Caller. Hi. There he is. Caller, you're on the air? This is Down and Dirty. Who do I have the pleasure of speaking with? Mario, it's Josh. I had to call in. Oh, hey, Josh. How are you? Well, we just saw each other this morning. I'm grateful that you're calling in. Joe just met you this morning as well. And um, do you have a New Year's resolution? Is this the amazing Josh Holton? This is, Holton? The, this is oh. the amazing Josh Holton. Wow. This is the amazing Josh Holton go. who's going to get a bell ring just because he's so amazing. There we go. Well, we all are amazing as well. Great show. It's a pleasure being here. Uh, you know, I'm inspired by all the planting of the seeds going on, the sharing of smiles of kind words and uh i was thinking about a new year's resolution and there's a few that i know that i probably won't do <laughs> that i'll try to do but i'll fail because i'll uh, lack some consistency but i can tell you one that i absolutely know that i'm going to follow through on 
and you could probably guess what it is, Mario. But um, I'm going to put a piano somewhere in Tampa every month this year. I love the idea. I do, too. Ex- listen, expound on that. Give us some more details, please. Well, it's going to be a painted piano, um, and I'm going to have artists from all over Tampa decide if they want to paint each piano. I'm inviting people in the public, uh, whether it's uh, somebody who works in Parks and Rec or whether it's someone who's a business owner, uh, anybody who uh, has a place where they, they don't mind some people coming and playing some music. I want to put pianos out in public so people can come play and sing and dance and have a good time. And, you know, uh, in short, I believe everyone should have the right to exist. I think everyone should have the right to belong and not be asked to move along or pay a fee or a fine to, to be there. And uh, everyone should have the right to express themselves whenever they want. And uh, I that's how I feel about it. So I'm uh, getting all these pianos donated to me. I started a new nonprofit called Tampa Tunes and uh, getting all these pianos and upcycling them, getting them painted, getting some musicians to play them. If you want to see one, I've got one coming out January 6th. Um, I know that date is kind of a weird date for a lot of people, but I I say that we need to move past all the negativity and the associations that, that we have with, with whatever there is in the world and, and try to focus on what's the positive things that we can do. And uh, so one positive thing that I'm going to do on January 6th is put a painted piano in front of 1927th Avenue, um, and they got a new art gallery uh, music venue there called 1920 Ebor. So from about 4 to 6, uh, you can find a newly painted, freshly painted piano, and we're going to have some people playing it and uh, have a little dancing in the street right after the New Year's. I think that's spectacular, Josh, and I, I, I applaud you, commend you for your efforts. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's something. It's aesthetics is is all. It's all about aesthetics, man, and kindness and beauty and trying to make it better. Because we all know this is it ain't easy. The, the current experience we find ourselves in right now ain't easy. So we applaud you. We are going to support you. And if I can find you a, a, a piano out there, why I'm going to be calling you and, and I'm going to make sure my friends are on the lookout as well. And I'll whisper this now so that only you can hear it. Check on Facebook Marketplace because they have pianos there also. And some of them are actually free. Josh, thank you so much for calling. Hey, by the way, Josh, I love this concept. It's spreading the love, brother, and that's a great thing. Thank you. Absolutely. I, just, I think everyone should have fun, exist in this world with happiness, sing and dance, have a good time, and bring that positive energy of spreading that love into the new year. Thank you, my brother. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So that reminds me of the lyrics of a of a famous song by um, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Ride a painted pony, let the spinning wheel ride. Right? It ain't a painted pony, but it's a painted piano. You know, right? Am I wrong? Don't give up your day job. Come bro. on, Joey. All right, let's go to the next caller. <laughs> Damn, Joe, I thought I hit the tone. Too. You, you, that was good. That was not bad. Yeah. Caller, you're on the air. Tell us your name and where you're calling from, and tell us your New Year's resolution. Caller, I know you're there. Why, why do I always have problems with this? Caller. Caller, you're on the air. Tell us your name, where you're calling from, and if you have a New Year's resolution, it's a good time to spill the beans. Hi, my name's Sierra McRae. Hi, Sierra. I'm calling. Hi. I love your show. I love everyone's New Year's resolution. You guys are making me really happy on my drive to work. And uh, I just want to say I'm a local Florida native, uh, third generation 
Uh, Tampa High School. Actually, I went to Plant High School in Tampa, Florida. Tampeña, brother. Hey, listen, Tampeña, sister. We got it. We got it. There it is. Three generations, Plant High School alumni. My grandparents, all my parents, all my aunts and uncles and cousins, we all went to Plant High School. Neath the pines of Palmasia, near the Bay Deep Blue, shall I continue? Yes, sir. (laughs) And um, my grandfather actually had a house, it was uh, preserved house in Seminole Heights on Central Avenue in Comanche, and he had the largest um, uh, residential garden back in the uh, early 90s. He was written up in the Tampa Bay Times, so I remember planting and growing and eating fresh from his garden, and it was such a beautiful tradition, and I'm so glad people are bringing it back. Um, I just wanted to share that I am a massage therapist, a Reiki master, and I spend a lot of time with my clients, um, helping them work on uh, their health and wellness goals and their resolutions to what they want to achieve in their in their lives. And one of the things I find that's very important right now, because I have my hand on the trigger of these people, I hear the same things and the same things that we all want to lift each other up. And one of the most important things I've come to find is that self-care is the most important thing that all of us are lacking. Um, And self-care is not selfish. It's self-love. It's self-worth. It's finding who you are in this world and what your purpose is to lift each other up, like you were saying. yes. Just with kindness and with joy. So my New Year's resolution is to help everyone, including myself, learn how to take better care of ourselves, learn how to lift one another up, learn how to just be better humans, because what's going on globally and what's going on socially, economically, all of those things impact all of us so greatly. And people are holding so much stress and so much tension inside of their bodies. And I just ask all of them to take a moment to just breathe and just be with yourself and learn how to have peace. Because peace begins with, with me right now in this moment. And, and literally just sharing that peace and joy with others, you can spread so much more peace to this world. And those are very powerful prayers that we can send to one another just by smiling and just by showing up. And that is my New Year's resolution. Beautiful, thank you so much. beautiful words. Beautiful, Sierra. Sierra, thank you so much for very sharing, inspiring. sharing that sentiment. We, we also hearken back to the conversation we had early in the show with Annie Ellis, who kind of set us on this path with... With, uh, with the growing of, of our own food. And, and, of course, it has evolved into now self-care, <clears throat> which is what a Reiki master is all about. And for those of you that don't know what that type of healing is, you should look it up. It's fascinating. It's amazing. <clears throat> and we know, Sierra, that you are an empath, as we can hear it in your voice, and you wouldn't be following uh, the course of your life if it weren't for that. So we are grateful. Thank you for calling. Thank you, Sierra. Uh, your your, your call has been very important to us today. So Happy Bye. New Year's. Bye. Thank you. Find me on Facebook, Healing Arts Sanctuary, just for the fact that I want to spread joy and love and Reiki to everyone. And my prayers across the universe is that we all find peace and harmony this New Year's. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sierra. Excellent. Bye-bye. So Healing Art Sanctuary on social media. I'm going to write that down, Healing Art Sanctuary. Because to be in the presence of people like 
uh, Sierra, you yes. know, and she's she's a Reiki master, but you know, the, from an acupuncturist to aromatherapist to you know all the different ancillary yes. healing mechanisms that we can experience, and you know, LMTs do do a, a large work as well. You know, licensed massage therapists. Oh, absolutely. Because it, it, you know, this is where we decompress. This is where we have an opportunity to be in touch more with ourselves. And all relationships go back and forth from side to side to person to person. So, in other words, when you help others. It helps you. And so Sierra is, in fact, giving to others, and she is growing herself as she does that. And that's a that's just a beautiful thing. It's a self-fulfilling kind of a, a It's a resolution. I love it. I love it. <laughs> that's why we're doing the show today, y'all. We're just taking phone calls. We're talking to all of our listeners. Uh, 813-239-9663. We're coming to the home stretch of the show if you'd like to share your thoughts with us, if you'd like to share your resolutions with us, this would be a good time to call us. We'll be happy to uh, engage you in conversation. Joe, um, any more history as it relates to resolutions? Or did you did you bring it all the way up to present? Well, the day? only thing the only thing that uh, happens in in that history is right at the end, where is the moment we are in now, in which. Uh, New Year's resolutions became a lot more secular. It moved away from religion a great deal. And in that process, a fascinating thing also happened is that it became uh, very associated with uh, New Year's celebrations and alcohol because, of course, in uh, in all of the religious faith, the alcohol is sort of minimized, um, even though uh, even though um, wine is through the Bible and and uh, other religious documents. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, so it became uh, it became a much more secular thing in the 20th century. And I can only imagine that you know uh, a, a an, an intoxicated person, somebody who is <laughs> fueled on wine and 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 meat and and alcohol and spirits and anything else that might alter your perception right might come up with some pretty fantastical <laughs> resolutions well you yeah know? you you might wake up the next day thinking, I think I need to make a change <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I love that we've got another call and this is great oh. Caller, you're on the air. Tell us your name and where you're calling from. And if you have a resolution, please do share. This is Leela from Brandon. Hey, Leela, you call our show quite often. Now I'm getting familiar with your name, and I I, I, I won't pronounce it Layla anymore. Hi, Leela. Okay. Hi. How are you guys doing? So, do- um, Hi, Leela. We're doing great. Thank you. Yeah. And um, my New Year's resolution is to continue on to try to save the Oak Street Canopy at the corner of Blumston and Parsons and Brandon. And to stress to our county commission that the money for the new library would be better spent about 600 homeless people with all the services in one place and stop this nonsense of the homeless being on the streets of our city. Um, and which has become, which has become quite a situation because you can't go anywhere without significant. Yeah. Without seeing it. And it's, it's, it's yeah, really disheartening because we we I think we're better than this as as a community yeah. and as a society. Well, Montana is becoming known as the harshest community for the homeless community or the homeless you know um, people, and also for the providers of the homeless care. To our, you know, our government is really anti doing anything. But um, the other thing is is that the ga- the um, the bus depot we went down and said there the other night was put in the open. Um, that area, there's a huge lot that the homeless hang out in. That would be a perfect location for the first complex. So if Mr. Gates is listening, 
Um, and we know he is. Yeah, we know he is. That, you know, our wish would be for him to do a grant for $5 million and to create the architectural rendition of 140 tiny houses that would house four people per house with a uh, social intake center and, um, you know, facilities for um, food and cafeteria and back-to-work programs and things they need. So that's my big thought and saving the trees and no more destruction in our communities of our oak tree canopies being devastated. And um, Leela, you are a champion. You are a champion, and we appreciate you, and we know the kind of work you're doing in Brandon. And if there were more Leelas around, we would get a lot more done. So we want to thank you for all of the time and effort that you put into this. And I know it's thankless at times, and I know you probably think you're pushing the sled uphill most of the time, but we are out here, we are supporting you, and we do hear you. So thank you. Continue your great work. Happy New Year's. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. That was great. That was great to yes. hear that. So listen, yeah. Joe, as we're talking about uh, resolutions, there are also traditions that come with the turning of a new year. Did you have any in your household? I got a couple that I want to share with the community that are kind of fun. Go ahead. Uh, I did not. Well, you, you share yours first. Okay. Okay. So so one of the ones that we that I remember, because, you know, I am of Hispanic culture. My name is Mario Nunez, of course. Horse, and I have, and you know, and everybody knows that knows me knows that you know we've been here, boots on the ground. We, my great grandmother came here from Monroe County, which is uh, Key West. Uh, she's a conch. She was born a conch, but mm-hmm. she she died in our fair city. So you know, she was a Tampeña through and through, and and she got here in about 1885, right about the time that Mister Ebor did. So the Spanish traditions held fast. The ones that came from through Spain. From Spain through Cuba that ultimately made it up here includes something like at the stroke of midnight eating 12 grapes. Most people right now that are like me and and have a shared history like me, they're probably going, yeah, we do that too. And I never understood why, but then later you found out why. Uh, Each of the grapes for representing each of the months and, and certainly to bring you good luck throughout the year. Also, I can remember my abuela, my grandmother at New Year's grabbing up a pot of water and heading to the back door. And after the, you know, she filled the pot, of course, she would throw that water out the back door. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. What's that all about? <laughs> well, it's sort of like washing away the year's bad juju. Right? Out with, with the old. Out in, that's yes. right. That's right. So you're, you're kind of ceremonially, uh, you know, dispen- dispensing with the bad, the bad vibes in your home, so to speak. Um, there's other things, uh, you know, cleaning the house, which always everybody resolves to do. And that was part of what Annie was talking about, only touching things once and, and making sure that you don't have too much clutter. Um, eating lentils, eating lentils. Hoppin' John's comes on. Those are the black-eyed peas. That's a southern tradition, yes. but we kind of have, have incorporated that, right? Yes. Black-eyed peas on on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. So these are all the these are all things that we've done. Do you remember any specific Joe that that Honey Howden would show you? <laughs> well, you Evoking know, I, the name of Honey Howden, by the way, is just a means of keeping uh, her with us. Yeah, right? oh, absolutely. My dear mother, she was an amazing person, and I owe everything to her. Uh, well, I, you know, uh, Mario, I come from a long line of Georgia crackers. <laughs> Southern I come boys. from Georgia Carters, I should say. Yeah. We are Georgia Carters, and um, uh, we had the Southern traditions, and one of them would be uh, to, uh, to eat Hopping John. Right. All right. So Hopping John, as you may not may or may not know, is not just black-eyed peas. You must have black-eyed peas on white rice. 
That is true Hoppin' John. And if you really want to add that Georgia flair, you chop some raw onions on top. And that is uh, that is the meal of the day. The other tradition that I remember very well in my family was that there was a belief that whatever you do on New Year's Day, you will do for the rest of the year. So uh, what is it you want to do for the rest of the year? Well, mm, uh, our goal was to not work because uh, we were a little uh, lazy. So uh, the idea was to take the day off and don't do anything. Or don't do much. Don't do much. And uh, if you're if there is something you really love doing, then do it on that day, which is kind of a nice thought when you think about it. But I will tell you that as much as I think that I am not a traditional person, uh, this coming New Year's Day, I will have Hoppin' John. Uh, It is something I look forward to because it brings back all of those memories of being with my family. And that's what traditions, I think, are all about. <clears throat> that's what traditions, I think, do for us. They're touchstones in our lives, right? right. They're, they're the things that we, we kind of seek a great deal of comfort in, whether it's that Christmas carol that you always sang with your mom or, or that, you know, those flannel pajamas that you know you wore during the winter times when, you know, you just you evoke those old memories which come washing over us. I think this is part and parcel why today's fast-paced, and it's faster and faster every year. You know, six months, let's look at it this way, 12 months, which is the course of a calendar year as we're right. talking about New Year's resolutions, right. anymore feels like about six months, Joe. Right. And six months anymore feels like about nine weeks. Yes. You know, it's just incredible how much time is being compressed. How do we... How do we decompress in that environment, how do we slow down? How do we take those deep breaths so that we can, in fact, keep ourselves healthy and maybe even sane? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I don't think we were neurologically evolved to have this kind of cramming uh, every moment full of experience and being stressed all the time. We're not really designed to handle that. And when you look at uh, when you look at tribal human beings in the parts of the world where they still exist, they spend a lot of time doing nothing. Uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, that's not such a bad thing, really. So you have to decompress. And stress will kill you. So uh, stress does have a, a tremendously negative effect on your body. If it doesn't kill you, it certainly makes you sick. Yes. It makes you unwell. Yes. I can attest to that. So. No, I, I, thought, I thought we were going to no. elaborate on that a little bit. So is it time? All right, let's come up with that. We got about six minutes left in the show. It's time. We have to have the great reveal. You want me to go first? Go go ahead. Okay. So first things first, yeah, I'll, I'll resolve to, again, and I do it every year, and I'm usually pretty good at it, but, but sometimes I get a little wayward. It, again, the stress factor, we stress eat, yes. we stress eat, we don't sleep properly, we, we get off of our exercise routine. So I'm, I'm resolving that in the new year, uh, you know, just having turned 65 Medicare eligible. It's hard for me to say that without, oh without losing my mind a little bit, you know? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just going to resolve to... to You're try. virtually ancient. Yeah, yeah wow. <laughs> to, get, to get back to my, my fighting weight, which is somewhere in the neighborhood of around 168. And it's, I don't have that far to go. No. But those pounds are impossible. Mm. If anybody out there has a way to lose 10 pounds, and don't come up with silly ideas. we got about five minutes. I will take your call right now if you have an idea. And don't tell me drink vinegar or stand on my head and do this <laughs> or start a cocaine habit. I'm not going to do any of that. <laughs> but if there's something, you know, Go Low is on TV now. I don't even know what that is. Right. You know, Jenny Craig on all those things. I think you can do it probably by just reducing your sugar intake, maybe, you know, just not eating as much, being just more disciplined at the table. But that's one thing. Uh, I think also to be a little, 
I don't want to say kinder or gentler because I like to think that I am that now, Joe, but but maybe just more patient. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I think when they were handing out patience, I was way in the back of the line or I was in the wrong line. I never got to that line. I don't right. know what happened. But as I, as I get older, I feel like that window is closing on me. Like, man, if you're going to be patient and you're going to be a do the right thing in most of those circumstances when you need to be calm Mm -hmm. you better start now Mm -hmm. because i want to get to 100 Mm -hmm. i mean i've already got it in the in the database i'm gonna be a centenarian (laughs) but i want to get there in good shape you know i don't want to get there talking to myself and and drooling on myself joey do you have a a new year's resolution well you know what i like to do is set set my standards for resolutions very low so that i know that i can uh (laughs) you can attain that i can attain so that's right that's good that's that's a good way to do it joe (laughs) so uh i resolve to um Fool around online on the internet and go to YouTube and play around and have fun. You do that more. now. Well, well, you know, but I need to do more of it. Okay. For, you know. Okay. Um, and uh, how, about, do, how about the tours that you do, Joe? Anything that you want to you want to see your business growing there? Because I know that you know. Well, thank folk, you for the plug. Well, my folks, <laughs> folks may not know that. About, folks may not know that you said you were an avid, you were a lay historian. You yes. said that earlier. Yes, and, in Ebor City, I, I I conduct history tours with uh, uh, Ebor Walking Tours Inc., which is a company uh, owned by Max Herman, and it's a wonderful company. It is. It is. And we're providing a service I feel so wonderful about because I'm we're turning people on to history and, and we're letting them know about us and about we us. let them know about us absolutely so it's a great thing so i i personally do tours on wednesdays and sundays and i have i just have a ball doing it and uh and you know you're not nobody's ever going to get rich doing tours so it's not things you do that are not about the money it's about usually, the art it's about usually the, the thing yeah there it is it's josh will tell art. you about that with his piano oh absolutely uh, yeah. i get it yeah so um you know, really, to be honest with you, if we're going to be honest, and I'm trying hard to be honest, uh, I think that uh, my resolve to do two things over the next year is very important to me, and they are attainable. It is to continue to be more creative in my artwork as a person, uh, to to embrace that even more and more than I'm already doing. I'm doing it a lot. And the other one is to stay hydrated. God, that's really difficult for me. Uh, to remind yourself that you need to drink some more water right now is something that, you know, my mother said, uh, look both ways before you cross the street. We never forgot that. Uh, brush your teeth after every meal. She never said, drink when you're not thirsty. And it turns out that you're supposed to drink water when you're not thirsty. And that is a kind of difficult habit to form when you've not been doing it for a long time. So uh, I end up far too often saying, wow, I haven't had any water in the last three hours. So that, that's, um, stay hydrated, be more creative. Those, that's my time. I love it. And we stayed hydrated this this day because we brought water with us today. That's right. <clears throat> and it's important to do. Listen, thank you all so, so, so very much for all of your calls today. Inspiring calls. Inspiring calls all. I just wanted to say that on behalf of myself and Joe, you've got one more thing to add? I just want to say thank you so much for inviting me here. Oh, number on. one. And number two is that I would like to finish with a line that my dear friend, who's a friend to all of us, uh, Ronnie Elliott used to say, which is, give us peace on earth and end this dreadful, dreadful war. And this is his mantra, and I subscribe to it. Thank you to Skip for working the board for us. Thank you to DT for taking our callers. Thank you to all of our callers and our emailers. We love you all. Happy New Year. Please come back next week. Hi, I'm Bob Mould, and you are listening to